if there's one vitamin that you should add to your arsenal now, it's this one. What is it? Vitamin D. In today's episode, we're covering why it's so important, what role it plays in your physical and mental health, plus what to look for when shopping for a vitamin D supplement and how much to take. Let's dive in. Spoiler alert to all of our listeners that this is the vitamin that Carolyn was obsessed with before it became so very hot and popular. Poor damn COVID made it cool. Yeah, yeah. you're right. COVID did so, make it cool. Yes. This, I discovered vitamin <gasps> D. Not the vitamin, but I when I was <laughs> do, going through all the inflammation research in 2018, 2019, I was like, oh my gosh, why is nobody talking about vitamin D? Because, you know, when we were in school, I think we really only learned about vitamin D in regard to bone health. Yeah, and the fact that it helps you absorb calcium, and that's it. It yeah. was like it had a very, like, it was basically like the friend that you brought to the party. Yes, and it was like, oh, don't worry about vitamin D. You get plenty through sun. Correct. Yeah, w- w- there was really no emphasis on vitamin D. So I'm going and through all this research. all started research. wearing sunscreen. Yeah, and then we started wearing sunscreen. And then I'm going through all this research, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, vitamin D is an issue. We aren't getting enough, and it's linked to so much more, like has a much bigger role in our immune health and overall health. Why aren't we talking about this? And then COVID hit, and vitamin D skyrocketed in popularity. I missed my opportunity. but Well, and you did miss your opportunity, number one, lesson learned. Right. And then number two, though, right before, not right before, but before COVID happened, there was this whole controversy in like scientific literature and experts because they revisited vitamin D recommendations. And there's some drama there. I know you know the drama better than I do, but the, the gist of what I got was that they felt like it, they, meaning like the some of the experts, felt like it would be valuable to consider upping the vitamin D recommendations because of the role it played in all of these other things that yes. you just pointed out. Yes. And then the bone lover people were like, no, 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 this is all you need for bone and this is the only evidence that we really think is strong enough and so we're only making recommendations for vitamin D as it pertains to bones. Yeah. And we're going to tell you both the recommendations and we're going to tell you what we take and what we'd recommend you taking. But here's the controversy. The RDA people yes. are said this is what you need. And the endocrine society said, oh, no, no, no. And you may ask, why is the endocrine society involved? Why are they inputting stuff on vitamin D? Because vitamin D is unique in that it acts like a hormone in the body. Yeah. So the endocrine society said, oh, no, no, no. This is way too low. Too you low. You need more. Keywords, people, too low. Yes. Um, so I, I kind of side with the endocrine society. Oh, for sure. I, well, I, okay. So I say for sure, but I should. I, we should preface that with you and I both, between either ourselves or our families, s- deal with autoimmune and potential like underlying endocrine issues. Endocrine, yes. And so while bone Mental health, health is yeah. very important. It's kind of been put on the back burner by me. Like I just told correct. you, I just started taking calcium. I probably should have done that 20 years ago. But also but you, it's taken, you yeah. might be getting enough. But point being is like, 
there is always that priority, right? That, that we put, we should be putting on ourselves. Like, why do we do something from a health yes. perspective or not do what's something from you? a health perspective? Like what's, what's that? Yes. What's that motivation? And so you and I tend to side with the higher amounts for whatever we're emotionally tied to. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's... mental health. Yeah. Um, and like endocrinology, yeah. autoimmune, inflammation. Mm-hmm. So that is our bias. Um, but hello, this is a podcast about mental health. And so what's recommended for bone health doesn't necessarily apply to what's recommended for mental health when we're talking about yeah. vitamin D. Well, I think what blew my mind about vitamin D when I was reading all this research is we were really, it was only for bone health. That's the only role we were really taught about in school. And I do not, bone health is important, but that is not vitamin D's main role. Yeah. The way I see it is the main role of vitamin D is with the immune system. And the immune system is tied to the brain. So the vitamin D is what they call like an immune modulator. Well, all that means is like it keeps the immune system on track. It keeps it from going to one extreme or the other. And that includes with inflammation. So it keeps the immune system on track. It modulates it. It's like it's like your mother reining you back in. Mm-hmm. Come on, get back up on the right path, you know. <laughs> exactly. Oh, you strayed a little too far here. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly what it does. And um, so because of that and because the immune system is connected to the nervous system and the brain, you know, you vitamin D plays a crucial role in immunity and just generally keeping your immune system healthy, but it also plays a key role in your brain health and your mental health. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Like it has a role in the initial synthesis of serotonin, as an example. So it is one of those where, and there's also stuff about a deficiency of it, which we're going to talk about this a little bit more, but a deficiency of vitamin D ups your risk for mental health conditions like depression and anxiety. Yeah. I think it's really interesting um, that low levels of vitamin D are associated with a higher risk of depression. Mm -hmm. It's also associated with a higher risk of autoimmune conditions because that involves the immune system. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and across different age groups. Yes. Not just adults, but... Kids different, But kids and then also stages of life like... Postpartum. Yeah. One of the reasons you started seeing more research on vitamin D is a 2011 study analyzed data and it suggested that um, almost 42% of the country was deficient in vitamin D. Now, here's the thing that's kind of tricky to look at it, it takes a lot to get to a deficient level. You yes. have to be lacking in a lot of vitamin D for a while. Yes. But there's also been some research looking at suboptimal levels. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you know, you're not deficient, but you are day after day, you are not getting the amount of vitamin D that you need. Yeah. And it's it's estimated that 80% of the world's population is below the desired levels of vitamin D. So Mm -hmm. is in suboptimal range. Mm -hmm. And when you consider that with the fact that low levels are associated with mental health conditions and immune issues. It, yeah, it all makes sense. And also it's all a great reason why we should 
A, be paying attention to it, and B, probably be supplementing with it. Mm -hmm. Because the big picture is that there's not – vitamin D does not exist naturally in a lot of foods. No. This is – you know, rarely is there a vitamin or nutrient that you can't get from – a handful at least of foods or that like are readily group, available like one particular yes. food group where you're like oh potassium eat more fruits and vegetables yes omega-3s yeah. eat some seafood unless you don't like seafood not throwing shade sorry thanks but but you're right vitamin d is one of them there isn't like one food group where you can be like oh go for this i mean most people will tell you milk but the point is but but the thing about milk is that it's fortified it's fortified not that there's anything wrong with that but that's a good source, yeah, but it's it's not naturally in it. Right. So, and it's also not naturally then in yogurt. Right. Because it's fortified in milk, so it doesn't translate to all of the other dairy products when you might think that it would. Like, right. You have to pay attention to get vitamin D in your diet. Or you, you have to work eat really hard. Like you got to eat some fish. Some canned fish with the bones. Yeah. I mean, no, I'm not you. eating that. I'm sorry. No, I'm just not. You. Yeah, well, so I guess, like, back in caveman days, like, everything was fine because your body can make vitamin D when you have sun exposure. I know, but we're all wearing SPF 30 or higher. I know, that's what I'm saying. Our I mean, body I'm was designed. I'm a long sleeve. It, it, worked, it worked back then. Yeah. Because they got, they got sunburned. Yeah. You know, it worked. They made plenty of vitamin D. But the problem I'm trying to point out is that we have gotten so diligent with sunscreen, which is a good thing. Don't want sun. I mean, I want to look cancer. 30 when I'm 50. Well, I was thinking about cancer, but okay. <laughs> um, but um, the sunscreens that we wear that are not only just in sunscreens that we apply, but makeup and lotions. And I don't know a beauty. It's hard to find a beauty product that doesn't automatically come with some SPF. Yeah. But those block the rays that would trigger the vitamin D production. For us to make in our skin. And yes. also, disclaimer, we are not advocating for people to go out there sunscreen free. No. That is not what we're advocating. What we're advocating is for getting adequate vitamin D and not necessarily relying on a sunscreen Sunday to up the ante. Right. Right. I mean... It's been a while since I've looked at the research on this particular topic, but they I remember that they had published studies on the fact that even people who live in sunnier climates, like people like us who live in the South where there's a lot more sun year round, mm -hmm. that we don't even get enough adequate vitamin D from the sun. So while in theory that's a lovely way to rely on it, in practice it's not. Right, right. And, and so people that live in climates like – or like Alaska, where you go through periods oh of, gosh. you know. Or when I lived in Vermont. Or how many hours of darkness did you have? Like, was it just. Well, it wasn't the darkness so much as it was just like cloudy for months oh. at a time. And so you, and cold. So you don't really spend time outside. But yes, like Alaska or Scandinavian countries where it is dark yeah. most of the day yeah. for a good portion of the year. Yeah. Also, I should point out. Um, individuals with darker skin colors, they do not make vitamin D as efficiently. It's the melanin in the skin, the pigment in the skin. Um, and so it takes more sun exposure for them to make the same amount of vitamin D. So you've also got that factor. You hear that, Les? See? Our producer, Les, he has suffered 
from a vitamin D deficiency. So I have to tell a story. He came in shocked a couple of months ago. He'd been to his, I guess he had a physical or something, or he had some lab work done. Mm-hmm. He probably didn't have a physical. He probably just had some lab work done. And he came and he said. they love to prioritize that men's uh-huh. physical and mental health over and the women. And he said, I'm, my doctor wants me to take vitamin D. I'm really, my vitamin D level is really low. And what did we say to him? I think it was you that said, <laughs> do you listen to our podcast? <laughs> I mean, I know he listens for the ums and the ahs and the coughing that I've been doing to really give you all a beautiful product to listen but to. But I kind of want to be like, where have you been the past year and a half? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. So as a result, he started taking some supplements. Mm-hmm. And do you know what he likes so much? What? That they're gummy candies. Yeah. And we, and we kind of have to watch him so he doesn't ever do it. Or his, his wife does. So, okay, so how exactly, we know vitamin D is connected to the immune system, but how how does that tie into the brain? How does it affect our mental health, the lack of vitamin D or low levels? Well, it's really interesting because there are a couple of things that are happening. One is, or sorry, I should say there are a couple of hypotheses, Right. So one is, is that there are receptors in our brain, in parts of our brain that play a role in mood, in our mood and in regulating our immune, our mood, not immune, sorry, um, that have what they call like an expression of vitamin D. So they're just sensitive to vitamin D. So that's one part, right? So Mm -hmm. not having it and if they're sensitive to it could be problematic. If you feel like finding high-quality supplements and natural healthcare products is like looking for a needle in a haystack, we've got the solution for you. Introducing Fullscript, a leading online platform that allows healthcare professionals like us to offer you a vast selection of professional-grade supplements from trusted brands. With Fullscript, you can easily browse and order all your supplements in one place. I first discovered Fullscript when a healthcare practitioner recommended dietary supplements for my daughter. I was amazed at the quality of brands that I had access to on Fullscript, and I loved that I could get supplements for the entire family all on one site. The 20% discount didn't hurt either. Every product on Fullscript meets the highest quality standards, all undergo rigorous testing and are sourced from trusted manufacturers, ensuring safety and efficacy. Click on the Fullscript link in our show notes to get access to the Happy Eating Dispensary. Using this link will give you full access to all supplements available and gets you 20% off on every order. You'll also find recommendations for digestion, immunity, back to school, anti-aging, and women's health, as well as the supplements that Briarly and I order on a regular basis. The other one is the vitamin D, as we've talked about with bone health, plays a really key role with calcium. It helps us like kind of keep that balance, right? It Mm -hmm. helps us uptake calcium from when we eat calcium. Um, But bone aside, it also plays a role in the balance with calcium as calcium influences like different neurotransmitters in our brain, like those like different like ways that keep us or sorry, that like play a role in our, in our mood. Yeah. Right. So if the calcium gets thrown off, the balance is thrown off, that's going to throw off neuro or if, if vitamin D's off, that's going to affect calcium and an imbalance in calcium is going to affect those neurotransmitters. Exactly. Like dopamine. Yes. And then 
the other one is, which Carolyn, you can speak way better than this. It all goes back to this. Inflammation. Inflammation. And mental health conditions, really any brain condition, right? Like even cognitive decline has associations with inflammation. And there is a huge anti-inflammatory element to vitamin D. Yeah. So a la- so low vitamin D levels are associated with higher inflammatory markers. Adequate vitamin D levels um, can have an anti-inflammatory effect. Yes. So a bunch of different, like, potential mechanisms. And I say potential not because we don't believe in them, but I say potential because – some of them have not been studied thoroughly enough. And, like, when we get a little bit more now into the research next, like, yeah. you'll understand, like, why I say that. Like, there just needs to be a little bit more research to really say, like, oh, yes, this is for sure the mechanism that is problematic. Yeah. But really, do we need to know the exact mechanism? No. You know? No. I, I just know low levels means I'm at greater risk for depression. So, why not take some? Because exactly. I, I go with the assumption everybody is walking around not deficient, but with suboptimal, subadequate levels. Yes. Do you? Yes. No, I agree with you for sure. Yeah. I totally do. And, and the thing is, is like. One, that's the one supplement across the board I say everyone needs to take. I would also add omega-3s. Okay. Because Well, be, you eat fish then. I know, but I, don't, I mean, I could stand to eat some more. But, but so like. Maybe we don't really need to get into the science too much. Like the the consistent thread there when it comes to the science is that all the research says low levels up your risk for depression, anxiety, um, in kids, in teens, in postpartum. I also saw something interesting, and we're not going to go down this rabbit hole, but because I didn't look much further into it. Um, but that inadequate or low levels of vitamin D during childhood and teenage years could potentially play a role in the development of, like, ADHD. Interesting. I don't know if that's justified. That's when I was going through research today, and I thought, oh, if I click on that and go down that rabbit hole, I'm done. We're never getting to the recording studio to talk about this? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought that was kind of interesting. That is fascinating. Uh, and I can see that, I mean, I can see that, right? Because the lack of it over time is what appears to be problematic when it comes to these, me- like, mental health conditions. But on the flip side, like you were saying this to me earlier today, like, we still haven't found any studies <clears throat> in our research that shows, um, and I say that like it's not to say they don't exist, but anyway, we haven't found them that show that supplementing with vitamin D improves mood disorders. Yeah, and that's where we want to be real clear. So the the research is very pretty conclusive that low levels of vitamin D, low blood levels of vitamin D, are associated with an increased risk of depression, anxiety, mental health conditions. Mm -hmm. Um, But where the research has not has been really inconclusive is that taking supplements can fix those or improve it. Right. So we want to be real clear, like vitamin D is not a treatment for depression or anxiety. Now, you know, I, I think it probably benefits everybody to take some vitamin D, but it's it's harder to show in research that, 
yeah, I was deficient and now I'm taking these supplements and I don't have depression anymore, you know? Exactly. But if you do have depression or anxiety, getting your levels checked, Mm -hmm, seeing if they're low, um, and especially if they're low, you're going to want to supplement with them. But if not, taking a look at your diet and seeing like, hey, would it be worth just adding a little bit as a reassurance? Like, would it improve my symptoms? Like, could it improve my symptom management? Well, what does we it hurt? Because it it's going to support your immune system. Exactly. And we've got this new COVID variant and we're going into the school year. and Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then we're going to go into cold weather and holidays where we're around a bunch of people Plus, and traveling. Every chronic condition is caused by inflammation. Correct. And vitamin D is anti-inflammatory. Why not take yes. it? And that is something that we are very confident in. It yes. has anti-inflammatory properties. Absolutely. So if it's for that reason alone. Yes. All right. Okay. So we have totally made our case for vitamin D. Why everybody listening needs to be taking some vitamin D. Exactly. But... There are a lot of choices out there when it comes to supplements. There's pills you can swallow. There's gummies you can chew. There's oils that you can Droplets. drop into things. I never knew about those. Straight into your mouth. So you te- you prefer those? I do prefer those. I much prefer them. In fact, I often mix them in. Like I always put them in the smoothies that I make for my family. They don't know that. Um. And for me, I'll mix them in if I'm, like, making a latte or something at okay. home. But I was so desperate the other day because I realized that I hadn't taken it in, like, a couple of weeks. Yeah. And I was like, if I don't do it now, I'm going to go to the office. I'm going to forget. So I just, like, dropped it on my oh. tongue. And let me tell you, it wasn't as bad as I thought. But point uh, Riley. <laughs> so in addition to the form that you can take it, or I should say the the delivery vehicle. Yeah. There's also forms of vitamin D yeah. that you can take. There's what you'll see, D2 and D3. Yeah, and one is better than the other. Yeah. Um, D3 is thought to be more readily absorbed by the, by the body. And I think nowadays D3 is primarily what you see in supplements, but it doesn't hurt to check. You turn yeah. it over and... It'll say vitamin D3 or vitamin D2 on the, like, ingredient list or nutrition yeah, I would say, facts. I would say maybe, like, a month or two ago, I was re-upping our supply. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time in a while that I did not find any D2 at the store. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of... It used to be... I feel like it used to be much more common. Yeah. Now, look, D2 is still absorbed, just not as readily. So we're not saying, like, if you got D, you've got D2, don't go throw them out. Right. You know, it's just, it seems to be more readily absorbed when it's in D3 form. Yes. Yeah. So, and then the other thing is that there's nothing wrong with taking gummies or swallowing the pill or doing the oil. Um, I do have a friend actually who made a really good point that if you're going to do the oil, even though it's a teeny tiny little bottle, it takes a very long time to go through it. So you want to be, you don't need to, but like if you're trying to cut down on the waste of it, you probably want to be sharing it with somebody else in your house. Okay. Um, so like ours, we will not get through all of ours before the expiration date on the bottle. Ooh. E- even though I'm bad about watching expiration we take dates. It, I probably you know, need it. Yeah. Well, we've talked about expiration dates before. Uh, we have, we have. Well, okay. So amount, that's always the big question. <clears throat> so, 
the RDA is 600 IUs a day for adults. Now, the UL, which is the tolerable upper intake level, the max amount that they say is safe to take for most people is 4,000 IUs a day. So somewhere between 6,000 IUs. 600. And 600. 600 to 4,000, yes. Yeah. Now, here's the thing I love about vitamin D that you can't do necessarily with most other nutrients is you, so like in a week's period, over seven days, if that, um, you shouldn't go over 4,000 a day. That means the max you should take in a week is 28,000 mm -hmm. I used, right? Mm -hmm. well, what I love about vitamin D is that if you want to take your dose for the week all on Monday, Mm -hmm. You can. Because it's a fat-soluble vitamin, which means you're not going to pee out the extra. You're going to store the extra. Yes. So I will take, like, when I'm doing the kids' supplements for the week and I see the vitamin D, and I'm like, oh, I'll just put four or five out there for me, and I'll take fifteen to 20,000 just for the week. Oh, God, I can never swallow that many pills. But on tiny. The, but on the flip side, I do – I will do – multiple drops and usually you get like a thousand iu per drop and oh, wow. i'll do like five or six drops in a shot um not literally in a shot but you know what i mean yeah. like in one like you know day um because it comes out kind of quick and next thing yeah. i know i'm like oh four oh nope six okay yeah um but okay so i think the other thing too when we talk about iu is you will see vitamin d on food packaging Mm -hmm. But the important thing to remember for listeners is that all they're going to see is the percent of what's recommended. They're not going to see an actual IU amount. So when you see that percent, you need to relate it to the IU. Yeah. To, to the – sorry, to the 600 that's recommended. Yeah. So, okay, so the RDA is 600. Most research suggests that a dose of – 800 or more I use is really needed to be beneficial. And I guess I'm like kind of nervous saying that because we're so trained like as dietitians to mm -hmm. stick to like RDAs and the recommendations. But this is one place where I'm team endocrine society. And I, I think I take um, about a thousand to 2000 a day. I usually give my kids about 6,000 a week. Mm -hmm. I would say I aim, I do about, 4,000 a couple days a yeah. week. And then I I spread out, because like I said, I put it in a smoothie for my family. And I probably spread out about 8,000 across three of them multiple days a week. Yeah. Yeah. So I know that we're staying under. I Like, no matter what, I know yeah, we're staying under. Yeah, just don't under, go over 28,000 for the week. But I am exceeding the 600 by yeah. and large. Yeah. So it's all based on like your vitamin D levels in your blood, um, which, and you know, there's cutoffs that define you as deficient, inadequate, or adequate. And, and that's where the RDA people and the endocrine society differ too. Cause like, um, RDA people, and that's not their official name, but I'm just saying it for simplicity. Like if you are below 12, was it nanograms? per milliliter you're deficient while the endocrine society is like if you're below 20 you're like it, it just differs and I think my doctor really wants me to be 40 or above mm. Interesting. which is higher than I think the recommendation yeah it's been a while since I've 
asked. I think last time, like there'll be times where I'm like, okay, I need to pull back on the vitamin D. Like I was up at like 70 and which isn't You're so harmful. Good. No. It's, it's one, you know what? It's one easy habit that you actually see. It's, you can clearly see it working in your lab values. You know, most yes. of the others, you cannot see that yeah, clearly. Yeah, it's much harder but I'm to like, move man, the needle. I'm doing good on vitamin D. I'm doing good on this one. Yeah. So there's one other thing that you and I were talking about before we started recording that I think is worth pointing out is that more recently we've started to see vitamin D supplements be combined with other nutrients. Um, yes. So, and I brought this up. Um, I was recently on Full Script, which is our online pharmacy or dispensary that um, y'all can access in our show notes. Everybody gets a 20% discount. I got my 20% discount. And, and that's was, where we make recommendations about supplements that we believe in, that we like, that we use. Yeah. So I'd been hearing a little about vitamin K, and it was, it was kind of like... You know, that's the vitamin you may be forgetting about. Yeah, I mm-hmm. eat green leafy vegetables, but that's the vitamin you may be forgetting about, and you really need that to adequately use calcium and vitamin You're D. You're not making the volume of kale chips at home that I'm making, are no, you? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Um, it's the number one requested vegetable in my house. Are you serious? Yes. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, And then I've known I need to take a calcium supplement for years. Um. So when I was on full script, I was like, well, maybe I can find a combination of D and K, and then I'll just buy a calcium supplement separately. Well, I ended up finding a supplement that is calcium, vitamin D, and vitamin K. Yes. All together. Now, it's a decent-sized pill, and I take two of them a day, but If she's gosh, saying it's a decent-sized pill, that means for me it's a horse pill. That, that's easier than three different supplements. Well, and I think what's interesting about it is that, you know, unless you play a lot in the nutrition space like we do, you you may not know that vitamin K actually plays a key role yeah. in bone health. Well, you really have to have those three nutrients. Correct. Yes. You to, need the, the three of them. Yeah. Um, so I like the fact that now supplement companies are, like, getting smarter about their delivery. Yeah, because you really can't, this is the one thing I'm never interested in, you really can't rely on like a Centrum or a multivitamin for your calcium. They are usually very low in calcium. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. I was just going to say, I don't know why either, and I feel like someone who is involved in the manufacturing of supplements probably has a very good answer for it. Like, there's got to be a reason why, but I'm just curious. I don't know. Maybe it was back when we drank more milk and ate more dairy and they just hadn't caught up. Or maybe if you make one, it make, turns it into like a horse pill to try That's and true. take These it. These aren't that bad, though. These are soft, I think. Hmm. So yeah. oh. I liked it. I'm all for simplicity, efficiency. I was like, great. Bam. One supplement, get three nutrients. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'll link, I will put that, um, if you go to our full script link in the show notes, I will highlight that supplement. Um, we'll make a little vitamin D tab and that'll be one of the supplements we suggest. But generally speaking, we really think that everybody should be considering supplementing vitamin D and across your whole family and especially going into cooler weather, more colds. Someone's going to start talking about the flu soon. Well, and then seasonal affective disorder, like depression, like going into January, February. I hate those months. Yeah. 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 Let's get it in us now. Just get it in now. Just 
Do the work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that is vitamin D in a nutshell. Yes. Start taking it. Yes. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for the Happy Eating Podcast. I'm Briarly Horton. And I'm Carolyn Williams. If you liked this week's episode, then don't forget to rate and leave us a review on iTunes. And be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss a new episode. We can't wait to have you back at our table next week for a brand new episode. Bye. Bye. The contents discussed in the Happy Eating Podcast, such as advice, studies, text, graphics, images, and other material discussed or presented on the site or podcast are for informational purposes only. Content is not intended to be a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your mental health professional or other qualified health providers with any questions you may have regarding your condition. Never disregard professional advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on the Happy Eating Podcast. If you are in crisis or think you may have an emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately. If you're having suicidal thoughts, call 1-800-273-TALK, that's 8255, to talk to a skilled, trained counselor at the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. If you are located outside the United States, call your local emergency line immediately.